Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, September 17th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a great show planned for tonight. But first, I just want to remind you guys, if you have a comment or a question for us or for our guest tonight, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Also, Denise will be out on Twitter, and I'm going to let her talk to you guys about that as well as share some beauty news. Sorry, I had to take myself off of mute. (laughs) Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for joining us here on Beauty Talk. Just very quickly, I wanted to talk about um, ProBeauty.org really quickly and remind you all if there are people out there who are still interested in the NAHA uh, 2024 awards, the North American Hairstyling Awards, there's still time uh, to enter. The deadline is September 21st, so please get your submissions in. If you need um, to, to know what the guidelines are as far as um, submitting your entries, you can go to probeauty.org. But you can be a part of the most prestigious professional beauty competition in North America. Showcase your work on the biggest stage in beauty and launch your career to even greater heights than the 35th anniversary of the North American Hairstyling Awards. Again, um, the entry deadline is September 21st. And go to probeauty.org for more information on the entry guidelines. And for those IMATS fans who are still waiting to get more information on IMATS next year, again, the date uh, for the London show is to be determined. So still waiting to hear about the London show. But the Los Angeles show will be taking place January 20th through 20, the 21st of 2024. That's at the Pasadena Convention Center. And again, for show hours, if you're an IMAX Pro Card member, you can get into the show as early as 9 a.m. on Saturday. For general mission, it starts 10 a.m. And the show concludes at 5 p.m. each evening. On Sunday, the show hours are 10 to 5 p.m. for all uh, ticket holders. So, again, if you're interested in IMATS.net, I'm sorry, in, in IMATS, you can go to IMATS.net. Um, they have listed out there um, some of the speakers for next year's show, and they don't have any information on classes just yet, but it's still a little early, but more information uh, will be coming along soon. 
And as Janice stated before, you can join me out on Twitter using the hashtag BeautyTalk, and I will be tweeting from uh, BeautyTalk underscore media. All right. Sounds good. Um, we're going to jump right into our conversation with tonight's guest. Tonight we are speaking with the Curls CEO, Ms. Maisha Dellinger. Welcome to the show, Maisha. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you here tonight. I have a lot I want to talk about. <laughs> um, well, awesome. So why don't, we, why don't we start by having you introduce yourself to our audience and telling us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Well, my name is Mahisha Dillinger. I'm the founder of Curls Beauty Brands. Uh, we have been in business for 20-plus years, one of the original pioneering brands of this newly natural category. Um, I started, you know, 100% e-commerce with a very small brand and took the time, um, the energy, the know-how to create an idea, make an idea, you know, a real uh, product, brought it to market, and, um, yeah, now available in every major store where you can buy hair care products. Twenty wow. years, wow! <laughs> How did you do it for twenty years? <laughs> I know it couldn't have been easy. No, I mean, think about when we launched. It was definitely like a while ago. It was before like you can Instagram or Facebook. I mean, my, my right. mm-hmm. exactly. I'm dating myself, but it was definitely a different time <laughs> back then. You can just hire an influencer to promote your products for you. It really, was a lot of guerrilla right. marketing, a lot of you know, organic growth and hard work, right, grinding it out. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of grown with, with you know, the industry and grown with technology and grown with social media. So, yeah, we've kind of we've come a long way. Yeah, and, and I think you're proof that some of those older methods, you know, they work. They still work. Um, I mean, it's, oh, I think what, better social yet, media. I think, I think better yet, beyond just old old methods working, it's evolving with the times is important. Absolutely. You have, you have to evolve or you dissolve. So I, if I would have stayed stuck in, oh, that's for the newcomers and no, mm-hmm. social media is not important, we could have lost relevancy, right? So no, you have to evolve. Exactly. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you, starting this um, Starting this brand, first let me ask, where where did the idea come from, or what, what inspired you to even start the brand? Well, I actually started the brand. I was um, disenfranchised in corporate America, right size, left size, ostracized, you know, looking to get terminated by a racist manager that was helping on getting rid of me. And I, I was a young, single mother with, you know, no one to turn to financially, I didn't have the privilege of having the resources at my disposal at my disposal to tap into if I needed help and assistance. So I felt the pressure of survival. And when I was met with that manager um, and I saw what was going to happen to me, I decided to tr- figure out how I can take charge and ownership of my own destiny. And I okay. didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was actually going to retire at that company. It was Intel Corporation. But when that happened, I realized I have to figure out something else. So that's why I dug into my repertoire of, like, ideas. One of the ideas I had mm-hmm. was natural hair care. I was a natural mother that was looking for products, and I never had the same hair day. And one day I would be a greasy mess, another day frizzy and mm-hmm. all over the place. It was never consistent. 
so that's how it was birthed. It was out of, you know, meeting a need of a consumer like myself, but also um, being, like, marginalized in corporate America. And black women are the fastest-growing segment of uh, entrepreneurs. Our growth is up 100%. Because I believe believe that contributes to the fact that we – are dealing with so many micro and macro aggressions in corporate America that we are looking for our side hustles to potentially become our main hustle, and that was my story. Gotcha. And so starting, were you seeking funding, or was this something you just decided, um, you know, you could use your own money for? How did that all come about? Well, I did want to get funding, and, I, you know, I had a great personal credit and I had a solid business plan, and I couldn't get a funding to save my life despite all of that. So I did have mm-hmm. to start small with the small money I had, and I did want to get a private equity opportunity, but I could not get that, a small business loan, a line of credit, nothing. Um, and then later, obviously, that came available when I didn't need it. And I hope we're going to dive into that because we definitely – I want to talk about the importance of private equity in our community yeah, later. Was- but. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was just, no, I was I was just going to ask you, but, yeah, I was going to say, let's, I mean, we can dive into it now, now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's important because we we don't get the same eyeballs, the same number, sheer number of, of, of offers and, you know, mm-hmm. opportunities to access to the, the pool of funds. I think the, the percentage was point. Zero one five percent, something ridiculous, and I have to go back and check those facts. Uh-huh. But it is very low how much we get on average compared to others. And so, I know that the importance of us having access to private equity is critical because, you know, how to grow. It's, you have to scale with funding. Now, I think it was wise I started small, and I was wise I didn't go in debt early on, and so I had mm-hmm. a, scale, a sizable business that would actually that could actually um, sustain itself and, 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 and have proven success, that's important. Um, sometimes we go into debt too soon in our business. We give out you know, equity too soon in our business. We go to large distribution too soon, and we can lose our shirt doing so. But at a mm-hmm. point, a certain point, it's important and it's critical. But at the same point, and I think this is my next slide, is knowing who to partner with and who to get money from. All money and good yeah. money. Right. And private equity, private equity relationships are like marriages or business partners are like marriages. Anything you do where you have to sign away, you're part of your, who you are, it's like a marriage. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to be speaking about that next, choosing wisely, meaning on my next Man, this speaking is- circuit because it is critical. I don't know. I mean, we so many people in my, in my space have personal experiences here with the wrong partnership and losing out. Yeah. Wow. That's, I think that's a necessary um, topic, you know, knowing who to partner with and, and just choosing wisely. That, that That's so important. Um, yeah. What is the, you know, because just speaking on business, like what is the necessary mindset for being successful in business? What was the necessary mindset for you for being successful in business? Uh, definitely a um, mindset of not giving up. You have to know, be mm-hmm. strong, have perseverance, determination, a passion that's led by purpose. Um, 
but you have to be able to. Your mindset has to be one that's not easily, doesn't easily waver. You can't be, you can't be, you know, shaken by a repetitive list of no's to your, you know, funding, um, anything that you're trying to get achieved from your pitches to the dis- different buyers. There will be a thousand no's before you may get that one yes. That one yes can propel you forward, but you can't waver and you can't crumble. So that mindset has to be one of strength. And, and you have to really know with conviction that what you're doing is right. So with that conviction comes doing your due diligence. So that means doing your market research, doing your competition in and out, doing your business model, and understanding what you deliver and what your unique, unique selling proposition is and what's valuable that you offer to your customer. How do you differ from your competition? How you can elevate the competition? So you just really have to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row um, but and be ready to be just really have that confidence and conviction to know that as, as you're getting through all those no's, that your business idea, your service, your product is worthy of that yes that's going to change everything. Yeah. Like nowadays, so many people have um, business coaches. Did you have someone like that in your life when you were starting your business or at some point uh, in your business journey? Not, not, not out the gate. Um, I did wind up getting, uh, let's see, I always recommend score.org, S-C-O-R-E.org. Score.org is an mm-hmm. amazing organization of retired executives, and, and it, they have campuses in all, over, all over the U.S., and they will partner you with a mentor in your industry. So the first oh, time nice. when I got this man that just was so, he was, he was, he was retired, but he was like, a year away from probably not being with us anymore. So he was really tired. So he didn't know why he was falling asleep in <laughs> meetings, okay? Falling asleep in meetings. And I went back and got this man, this Indian professional named Vinky, who was from Procter & Gamble, who was phenomenal. He managed hair care brands, got them executed into all the different stores, and he helped me so much. And then later I went back to score and met with Vinky and gave him an update. I would, like, email him and tell him all the things. And he was so – so that was about three or or so years into it, um, and then I wind up partnering with another uh, local mentor, and then my mentor now, um, he actually was a son-in-law to Comer Cottrell. Comer Cottrell um, mm. started ProLine, one of the first original black brands, pioneering legacy brands from back in the day. Um, I don't know if you guys remember ProLine, the ProLine Grease and all the different hairlines mm-hmm. yes. they have for us. Yes. ProLine, um, so he, he, that was his father-in-law. And he married Renee um, Cottrell Brown, now married to Eric Brown. Um, and he actually was a big part of that company. And he actually helped broker the deal when they sold. But, yeah, so he is a operational genius. He's been my mentor for a while. Nice. Do you think, do you think it's, it's necessary to have a coach? Or I'm, I'm sure, I mean, listening to you, it's definitely helpful. But do you think it's necessary? Absolutely necessary. I mean, especially you're going in. With, as a, I don't know, I mean, is, is all your audience people of color, or do you have a mix? A mix. Okay. Well, I'm going to speak to women of color that mm-hmm. are disenfranchised in the space, they're marginalized, and they are not um, easily, we don't have the same resources tool to access information, and we definitely need every single tool to help us, every leg up, every advantage to connect us. So Absolutely, 110%. Um, definitely. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. And earlier you mentioned, um, you know, you were talking about funding and you mentioned, you know, you had your business plan and you had everything together. Can you speak to our audience about the importance of a business plan? Well, yeah, I mean, would you go on a trip? Okay, okay, forget ways and maps and all the things we have now. But would you, before mm-hmm. free technology and ways and Google Maps, would you go somewhere you've never been without a map? Nope. You know, but that's your roadmap, <laughs> your, your business plan's roadmap. So you, you can't, I mean, look at it as your map. You, can't, you won't get to your destination without one. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be chances that you may be lucky, you maybe have great directional challenge, directional abilities, but why set yourself up for failure if we already know that 80% of businesses fail? Give yourself all the advantages to make sure that you're able to. Um, right. to speed. So that, that business plan is your roadmap. Nice. So what is it that's kind of, that's, that has propelled you to the level of success? Um, where you are now, actually. Stick to itness. I think sticking to it, not giving up, mm-hmm. continuing to evolve, giving my consumer what she asked for, propelling forward even after failure. Mm. Failure isn't final; it's a lesson. I've had I've, I've had many try. I have many lessons. <laughs> we'll put them put mm-hmm. that way. Lessons, okay? So lessons, um, as I we call failures, things that you have tried didn't work. They can be small on a smaller scale, or they can be, in my case, the tune of ten million dollars. I've had a ten, I've had a ten million dollar lesson. Really, was hard to swallow, and I learned a lot from it. So, keeping you just got to keep persisting past it and not giving up when you when you hit those 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 different speed bumps. And it's easy to wallow in it, especially when you're impacted financially. But you just have to keep going. Yeah, because, you know, I often feel like sometimes you have to have, you definitely have to have a passion for what it is you're doing because there are people who, you know, after about a year or so into it, if they feel like it's not working for them, I mean, they give up so easily. And it's like, well, did you really want to do it in the first place? Because it's, I mean, listening to you and you've had a very long career with your business. And most uh-huh. people just, they, they won't put the same amount of effort in, into um, trying to make it work. So I feel like you definitely have to have a passion for it. Absolutely, for sure. 110%. Is there any, yeah. is there any advice, particular advice you would give to um, black female entrepreneurs starting out? A lot. Yeah, this is my area. I love to help other women. I, I have a nonprofit, Black Women Making Millions Academy. Um, that is speaking it into existence. You may not be there, but that's what you're going to be when you when you keep going on the path. So Academy is to train up the next millionaires, set of millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. And that's our purpose, is to set up the next generation of millionaires and, and give them the tools, the resource, information, access, uh, the, the capital, et cetera. So for all the black men out there, first of all, Definitely get your mentor. We just talked about that. Get someone that's going to help you avoid pitfalls. Um, one thing that my mentor helped me, my second mentor helped me with, really was like it was. He saved me so much money. Like he gave me his his contact for my bottles, my labels, my caps. I saved so much money just from that. He also gave me access to like data, intel data regarding the the current market and what the competition was looking like, what the sales look like. He actually gave me 
the um, all of the like training I needed in the space of okay, how do you how do you maximize the business plan you have of yours and elevate your marketing plan? I mean, he was he worked for Swatsky, which is think of TGI Bedhead, Bumble and Bumble, all those big brands you see in every store. He was over those brands, so he really was just instrumental mm-hmm. in my existence and my growth. Um, definitely, for sure, uh, make sure that you. I suggest keeping a day job before you launch out and leave, you know, just everything on the table because I believe that you want – I believe that it's smart to start small and see success repetitively before you leave your foundational income. I right. left the day job ability, but I had a steady income for the household so that every dime that was mm-hmm. made from curls and back into curls. So keep your, right. fun, your foundational – your financial foundation intact and keep a day job until your side hustle becomes a main hustle. I did that for three, three and a half years or so. So definitely do that. Um, And and then while you're launching small and getting, and getting things going and, and, and next, and, you know, just growing and perfecting. um, And before you get ready to execute, if you have a product, for example, and you think your, your, your model is distribution and retail stores, Wait to make sure you have enough of a substantial base of customers that will warrant that because once you get on the shelves, you have to sell an X amount of units per store per week or they will delete you. And with that deletion comes a huge bill. So don't rush private equity. Don't rush distribution stores. Grow it and make sure that you are solid before you go large. And while you're small, perfect things. And then, and when you're visible, then that's when you really go. You do a soft launch and then go big. So a lot of times mm-hmm. people want to you know, do what they see on Instagram and think that it's going to be like Supercent who, you know, made a million dollars in 30 minutes with her, you know, that's not normal. That's not average. Don't expect it. Expect the grind and the hustle and, and success is not overnight. Wow. That's great advice. Um, it really is. It's great advice. You know, and it's like back when you, when you started, there wasn't, well, not that I know of, but there wasn't many organizations or, or people who were out there, like we were talking about, that you could you have as a mentor that you knew of. Um, there wasn't many, like your your academy, there weren't organizations mm-hmm. like that. Back no. Then. You yeah. know what I mean? And now today there's so many things out there for young entrepreneurs to um to get involved with, you know, to get the help. Just, I think some of the biggest, the biggest things that really helps people these days is just having um, someone who can share information about, like we were just yeah. talking about, um, private equity and distribution. Not rushing that. People always want to start big, um, you know. Just, just having that, the mentorship there, and just the resources. Um, yeah just having that and ways of getting funding. All of that was not there before. Right, right. Agreed. So how so 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 those who are participating in the Black Women Making Millions Academy, what's some of the feedback that you've heard from people who've participated? Well it's been a while. So I mean we, we started before COVID and we had a three day conference in California full of, you know, different mm-hmm. tracks on you know, where you were in your entrepreneurial journey. Um, works, breakout sessions, workshops, classes, all the things you imagine, three days worth of all the things. Um, and then COVID happened and went to virtual. 
and then we just came back in person um, last month where we did our first one day in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. J.P. Morgan and Chase sponsored it. We had Arlen Hamilton, who has a fund that's, that's funded by um, the Mavs owner. What's his name? Uh, what's that guy's name? The Mavs owner. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban. There we go, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Um, he's a yeah. black woman, and he only funds other women of color or uh, marginalized um, um, groups, so LGBTQ, women of color, et cetera. And we had lots of amazing speakers. And the, the, the input is always, I'm so happy I've, I've been able to create success through this. I've been given the roadmap through your foundation. I learned so much, the connectivity, the networking, the funding, the, you know, all the things, the access that they've received and different testimonials have come along the way over the years. It's not been, you know, just a year. It's been like four years. So we've seen and graduated women through this program, so it's been a great reception. Nice. Nice. Now, please tell me about Mind Your Business. I've seen it maybe once or twice. One, is it still is it still on OWN? Oh, no, that's old, darling, old news. <laughs> okay, launched, so that's old. I launched, okay. I launched the academy after the show wrapped because there were so many women okay. that were looking for assistance and after the show. So that's why the Academy was launched because obviously it's just one of me and I can possibly, you know, mentor more than, you know, a handful of people. So that's why the Academy was launched and that was after the show wrapped. So it's been several years. Gotcha. Can you tell us a little bit about the show? Yeah, sure. It was great. Um, Owen decided to go on a more salacious route with their TV programming, but the show um, which I absolutely love the premise, it was all about helping women of color. It was mm-hmm. all women-based businesses, and they all had different products or services, and we went in and gave them what they needed to get to success. And, you know, from Maxie J, who was a clothing designer, who's doing phenomenally well now. And then we had Foot Nanny, who is Oprah's head of career, because you know, right? She was on. Yeah. And we had, yeah. um, oh, and we, ha- oh, we also had a few other desserts. Um, companies and the brands were so amazing um, and everyone had their different set of challenges but we gave them uh, you know really personalized customized approaches and tools um, to get them more in the end to be and it was great only one business was um, didn't listen and that was Megan what's her name Megan Bagos Club Megan Megan James I think her last name is she was a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. Oh God, the girl did not listen to save her life. She was just so competitive, combative, and and Arlen Hamilton, the you know the um the seed investor, actually invested in her brand, and she did nothing with it. So you know you can't you can't, oh, wow. you can't help everyone. You just leave them to water, and you know you can't force them to drink. But I was out of, out of ten women, nine of them were successful. Oh wow! Post the show. Wow, that's. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was uh, that was something great to to actually see. You know, um, you know, because you see the uh, what's the, what's the one where we're talking about Mark Cuban and all the other investors. Uh, what is, I forget what that show was called. Oh, Shark Tank. Oh yeah, Shark Tank. Uh, Shark, yeah. Shark Tank. But I yeah. think uh, your show, though, I felt like. You know, like on Shark Tank, the people are standing up there and they're telling you about their business and the investors are asking them questions. 
you know, and for some people, there are some hard questions. For some people, some are more prepared than others. But the thing that I liked about your show was that it was like you were able to just get in there with them and, and actually and we see met what them they're doing. They were. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't make like lip bar. Melissa, I think Melissa was on lip bar where they said they look like colorful um, cockroaches was a comment they made about her her and her partner's lips mm-hmm. different color. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, the real nice an incredibly nice man. I'm being facetious, but yeah, such a right. jerk, right? <laughs> Who needs to be in that kind of environment? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it, I just thought it was good, you know, it, it was a lot of tough love, seems like, on that show. Oh, well, um, yeah, that was tough love with, with Megan. Megan's the only one that made me say some bad words because she was not a good person, but um, <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it was real. It was all real. Not, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Do you think you'll ever do anything like that again? I'm open to it. Or my, my next life. Okay. <laughs> it will, or, 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 or would, would that be something or pieces of that could be implemented into your, your um, academy? I do a lot of mentoring. So I mentor the youngest entrepreneur, just two black, young set of twins, black girls, five and uh, not twins, I'm sorry. Since it's five and six, oh, the cutest girls ever. They're they're not five and six mm-hmm. anymore. Um, they had a t-shirt mm-hmm. clothing company. Oh my God, Paris and Peyton, love them so much. I have to check in on them. And then furlough cheesecakes, the cheesecakes furlough ladies. Have you heard of them? They were on mm-hmm. Ellen during COVID, and um, they actually they were furloughed furloughed from their jobs, government jobs, two sisters. And they had a bomb cheesecake recipe that they turned into gold. I mean, they were they were pumping out cheesecakes and making a lot of money with cheesecakes. Like, oh wow, different flavors, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mentored wow. them as well. I had them on my Instagram. You'll see a, a snippet of me mentoring them, a whole video around it. So yeah, I do. I go where I'm led, though. A lot of people ask for help, and everyone's really ready to do the work. They just want to hand out. I need people that are really interested in getting in and grinding. Yeah. And so we were, the people that are coming to the academy or, or reaching out to you for, for your help, do you have, like, a certain type of business that, that you would help, not meaning what they offer, but, you know, do they financially, do they have to be at a certain point or, or no. are you meeting them at no. every level? Oh, no, they don't have to be a certain point, no. It's just all about the mentality and where they are mentally, where they are. Like, I have family members that will reach out and, hey, cuz, can you help me with my business? But what's your what's your business plan? Do you have an idea? Everyone, not everyone's serious. I, can, I, can, I go by, I'm a good judge of character, and I read the, the space and energy. You have to be really serious to take my time because my time is precious. So if you're really about it, mm-hmm. then that's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to. So when you come and say, "Hey, I need your help," you you need to have something to show. Yeah, and maybe you don't have a business plan already, but like your mentality is showing me. If you, I ha, okay, I, like this is a good example. I actually, Mike, one of my cousins reached out and said, "I want to. I'm following your footsteps, cousin. I want to be like you." I said, "Okay, can you help me?" I'm okay. Call me tomorrow. I have a, a opening from 11.30 to 1. So call me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my day was crazy. She never called. 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> can I show me you weren't that serious? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Let, let's talk a, a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Um, sure. And I know your book your book has been out for a while against all odds. Um, but what what's the main message you would like you, you would like people if they decided to read it now um, to take from that book? Oh, the biggest message, and it's out of production because you know I wind up shifting um, publishers. I'm going to bring it back and revamp it and bring back um, uh, the new updated version. But it's okay. really the the bottom line message is all about. If I can do it, so can you. It, it, after you read mm-hmm. all the things, because people don't, not everyone knows my story. Only those people that are really close to me know what my life was really like before this Mahisha. They see the shiny mm-hmm. brand new Mahisha, not what I went through and all the things, I, all the challenges I had. No one's seen that. So when you read the story and read my journal, which is super transparent, and then you see mm-hmm. where I am today, you go, wow, I'm her. And I, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's the bottom line goal. Gotcha. It's mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because a lot of times when people are successful, a lot of people look at them like, oh, they're so special. You know, like yeah. there's something that's always, you know, this is her. This has always been in her. She, you know, she's special. Exactly. And they think, you know, they think that there's nothing special about them and that they can't achieve a certain level of success. And But they right. can. Right. They can. And that's the purpose. That's great. That's the purpose. That's great. So let's talk about curls a little bit. I'm, I'm excited to talk about um, your products. Awesome. Because <laughs> let's talk about curl types and 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 your products um, pretty much work for all curl types, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. We're not focusing on on the loose. It's really the tight, the type three and type four hair. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, my hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> my hair. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the products that you offer in the brand. Sure. So the brand, I mean, gosh, we've evolved from four products to over fifty, but the line, mm-hmm. our our signature line, which is the one that most people are aware of, is the Blueberry Bliss Curl Collection, mm-hmm. and that collection is our top selling collection of all of them. And blueberry extract um, is shown to encourage hair growth, prevent breakage, and repair flinch. So that blueberry um, cocktail that's in every one of our products does that. So it we have everything from, obviously, a reparative hair wash, reparative hair mask. We have a mousse. We have a cream. We have edge control. We have all the things you need from um, also gels, et cetera, leave-in, milk, um, Scalp treatment, so everything you can imagine, and we're adding additional products as we speak. So that is our flagship collection. Um, and for the naturalista, she she has a pass three prong test. One, it has to smell good to get off the shelf. Two, it has to perform on her hair when she gets it home. And then three, have some clinical data and some supporting um, ingredients that are actually going to be beneficial for her hair. So that's always been our our successful. Um, stories like having those three things happen in every product we have. 
Did you did you say the blueberry extract was in every product or just the blueberry bliss collection? Every product in our blueberry collection. Every and we'll product. Do all the other ones okay. coming up. Yes, we're moving. To, we're gotcha. actually going to want to add into all of them later. But in every blueberry collection of products, then obviously they're in there. But for moving forward, we're actually going to do our at our BB do, which is what we call our that whole concoction of blueberry extract and special um, ingredients in that line. Um, we'll be moving over to all the others as well. Nice. No, I was just going to say I have the blueberry and mint tea scalp treatment in my cart. Um, mm, <laughs> I love that. And, and I was going to ask about the liquid hair growth vitamin. Oh, yeah. So that's, known a vitamin to that's, be liquid. Yeah, that's probably my mm, – it's hard to ask what your favorite one is, like asking what your favorite – who your favorite child is, and you can't really say. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> – I can't really, but I'll say that the vitamin is so unique because in our category, all every other vitamin is a pill or cap. And mm-hmm. just by the sheer sake of, I mean, if you look at, if you Google, you know, liquid, vitamin absorption rates, it's science that shows that liquids absorb 98% into your bloodstream. Pills and mm-hmm. capsules up 25% because everything else is flushed out, so all fillers. So that liquid vitamin is going to go directly to your bloodstream and be effective right away. And that's our competitive advantage with that product. And um, gotcha. we're the only one in our category that has that. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Nice. And are you, what are your products Natural? Um. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Absolutely, yes. And we have, we formulate with certified organic ingredients. Um, we have natural, obviously natural um, oils. Um, we have certified organic ingredients. We have extracts in there, botanicals. It's a hodgepodge of things, goodness, in all our items. Good. Nice. What's some of your top sellers? Our blueberry leave-in, um, everyone, it's in every cart. Our vitamin, uh-huh. or scalp treatment, that's in your cart. That's a top seller as well. Um, and the blueberry bliss curl control jelly is another one. So, yeah, those are some of the, the X and the edge control is another, of course. Oh, the edge control, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I might have to so I have some, some myths versus facts that I want to run by you. Okay. So you can tell me whether this is true or false. So African Americans have the lowest hair density. The lowest? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, low, they, who, someone said the lowest hair density or the thinnest? Someone said the lowest hair density. They said no. the lowest. Um, that's not across the board. I think everyone has to, uh, type, it's by type, right? And so um, I, my density is someone, is different from someone else's type four. Now I'll say type fours are the most fragile and against popular belief, they think it, because it's wiry that it could yeah. be the strongest and it's not actually. It's more pro, breakage prone because it's so sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. um, density of the follicle is really a lot of different factors taking place and, and determine that from ethnicity to 
um, all the different ha- things that happen to your hair, how much damage you've done to it. Um, yeah. yeah. And your texture. So, yeah, that's not a across-the-board answer. Okay. How about curly hair is not easy to maintain? I guess that's all based on different perceptions, but I feel like it is. Yeah. And I, my, you know, my, my girls are, well, I have um, three girls, and one of my daughters has straight hair naturally because my husband's Asian, but the other two have curly. And so, you know, the curly girl, I, curls, I tell them, like, as they're going up, I mean, you get to go from curly to straight or whatever you want to be. Straight, you just got straight. That's all you got. You can't, you can't yeah. go. So, but then, I, but then I tell my other straight hair daughter, oh, your hair is gorgeous. I'm telling them both, you know. So, but no, I think um, it's been on, like, how you look at it, you know. And yeah. I always, yeah. I, you, you can't, when you have a curly girl, a curly daughter, uh, begrudgingly take care of her hair and wash it. Oh, it's a tour. You put that in her head, right? No, it's not. I mean, we, we can make ourselves think that, but it's not. Fine. Yeah. So loud because it's delicate and it's beautiful. And I like her to enjoy it and appreciate it. Okay. And I think this one, this is a good one because I hear this all the time. Brushing your hair will straighten the texture. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't know. I got it off a line somewhere. <laughs> well, it might straighten it if you if you if you mean like when you have less hair to to, to have on your head, maybe the, from that perspective. But no, overbrushing could be too much for our hair. I mean, especially with the tools yeah. we have out there. So I would disagree yeah. with that. <laughs> okay, curly hair is always dry. It can be. It's dry by nature. Because, you know, the coils, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all produce sebum in our scalp, but it's flowing from the scalp to the ends. It becomes more challenging the more coils you have, right? So, yeah, it can right. be. Yeah. It can be. Curly hair is always tangled. It can be if you're not taking care of it. Mm-hmm. But no one under my roof right. has that problem. Because <laughs> 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 we're taking care of it. Like, today, Sunday is take care of of hair day, and so today was like my 12-year-old's wash day, and she's 12 and taller than me, but I'm still washing her hair in the sink, right? But, you know, the shampoo, we tangled it, conditioned it, steamed it, right, put the steam on it, and afterwards, the hot pastor oil through her scalp, and then my mint scalp treatment, because she has, like, she's dandruff-prone, so I put a little a pure castor mm-hmm. oil in her scalp, and then let that sit in, and then I put our mint scalp treatment on, and then style it up, you know, put the, you know, our, our products from our CMOS collection on, a new collection that's an Ulta Beauty, and put it in four plaques and let it dry so tomorrow she can wear it down. So, no, tomorrow it's going to be nice and, you know, dry and wavy like she likes it. So, no, it doesn't have to be as long as you take care of it. Right, right. And then the last one, uh, curly hair is best. Uh, detangled with a wide tooth comb. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Talk to us a little I bit agree. about the curl quiz. What'd you say? Can you talk to us a little bit about the curl quiz on your um, on your website? Oh yeah, that's just for that quiz on our site is for women to learn more about their texture, what products they should try from our collection, just help them along their shopping journey um, mm-hmm. as much as possible to choose the right products. We want to be as, you know, helpful as possible. Yeah. 
So you go That's through the, good, you know, I mean, you can about five minutes and, you know, get all your questions answered. So make sure you pick the right ones. Want to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, because when you have as many products as as you have, it can it can kind of be a little overwhelming if you really don't know, you know, exactly what's best for what. So exactly. yeah, so that's great. That's great. Yep. So tell us about. I saw on your Instagram page um, that you did a um, a challenge with your daughter, the Curl versus Curl Box Financial Challenge. Oh yeah, that was my daughter who's now in college. That was a long time ago. That's oh, that was a flashback. You got old pictures. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a flashback because I was doing memory of her going to college. And I was like, well, look at her. Gotcha. She, was, she was so little. So, yeah, we did that together, and we did a challenge on finance. financial literacy is so important in our community and in my household. So we did that back when she was, like, 10, and she's 18 now. Yeah, she was young yeah. from the picture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was she a was flashback. Young. But, yeah, so it's always good to just um, keep our children, our our community, and our friends and families, everyone um, attuned to that because sometimes we can get caught up in spending to to prove a point or, you know, to mm-hmm. show exude wealth. I mean, it's that I think it's wealth is silent, you know, um, it doesn't scream, right? People who are and, and right. rich, that is neither. So be confident in what you have and don't, you know, spend to try to impress. But, you know, be really careful of how you take care of your finances and be a good steward of it. And that's what I was trying to, you know, uh, teach her to be a good steward of her finances. Right. That's good. That's good. How old, how old are your other two girls? 12 and uh, 27. So 27, 18, and 12. And I 18 and 12. Time. Gotcha. And I was saying that's 19. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. You're welcome. This is this is good info. And, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because there are so many um, products on the market for curly hair, but I feel like you've simplified it. Hmm. I think, I mean, you've simplified it so that it, it, it I feel like, for me anyway, you know, I, I have a – because I took your quiz, and oh, awesome. I just feel like Good. I, um, yeah, I feel like I have a, a better understanding of my hair type and and the, the products that I should be using. Perfect, and that's the goal. So I'm glad that you took it and understand it. So that exactly was the goal. Yeah. So you know we're yeah. here to continue to evolve. I mean, obviously we can still continue to improve. We're making more changes to the site, and we will continue to do so. But that was, in all honesty, the intention. Oh, good. Thank you. Is there Absolutely. any is there anything you would have done differently, um, you know, just from when you started out and throughout the years? Do you think there was anything you could have done differently, um, mm. you know, while you were building your brand? While while I was building, okay, not current day, okay. So while building the brand, I think um, building the brand, I started small, so I'm glad I did because I I got my feet wet you know, um, mm-hmm. and I was able to start small. And before I was visible, then I, I fixed all the things that need to be tweaked and fixed. Um, you know, I may, I think maybe getting help earlier on and have a stronger team earlier on because I was doing a lot myself, me and my, my husband. So that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of was taxing. Um, definitely would have built a team earlier. Definitely. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. For sure. But you, but you've been able to you've been able to share um, all of your business experiences with women that you you know that you kind of coached and and helped along the way. So hopefully they can you know learn from what you may have learned later on in your journey. Yeah. Maybe they you know maybe they've learned those things earlier on to be able to help them. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But that was kind of one of the things that. I've I felt like, yeah, could have easily spent some more time mm-hmm. figuring that out for sure, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, other, so, it's so good for women, so good for women now hearing, you know, your story because, like I said, they, they can learn so much from, you know, people who've done it before them. So it's like, and I'm not saying, you know, there's a there's no excuse to not you know, to make to not make any mistakes because you're gonna always make mistakes, but at least right. you had you feel like you've had some kind of guidance somewhere to start because, you know, most people, you know, when they're starting business they don't know where to turn, at least, you know, if you started years ago. But nowadays right. I feel like people have some, you know, some idea of where to turn to get information. So Yeah, it's good and there's so many resources story. now out there. Absolutely. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, when are you offering uh, the Black Women Making Millions? Is it is it something that it's a, is it something that you like you offer certain time periods? Or well, we we just wrapped the last one this past year. Um, so okay. I mean, sorry, this past mm-hmm. month. This past month, mm-hmm. and so we're going to revisit when the next one will be. Um, that was in person. We went from gotcha. um, e-commerce throughout COVID, and everyone zoomed out, resumed to the nth degree. So we're done with that. So now we are, you know, we'll see. We'll be announcing it soon. So follow us on Black Women Make a Men's Academy on Instagram um, for the latest. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And. Um, the organization that you gave out earlier, you said SCORED, was that S-C-O-R-D.org? Oh, S-C-O-R-E, SCORE, like SCORE goal. E-R. SCORE. SCORE. Gotcha. Uh-huh. .org. Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure everybody was able to get yes, that. Yes, please. Definitely, definitely save, uh, save and share that. All right. Yes. So let me, I'll go. Important. Oh, and is there anything that you we haven't talked about tonight that you would like to share with our audience? No, I, I, I think we covered everything. Glad we spoke about those other items um, that we want mm-hmm. to speak to. I think we're good. Yeah. Nice, nice. Who inspires? Let me ask you. Who and who in business inspires you? Um, I really, uh, Sarah Blake. She is the founder of Spanx. I love her story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, she has a certain level of. Um, she's very confident. She came in just kind of care, carefree though. But you know, she 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 she, <laughs> she walks the carefreeness of 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 a white woman, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But I, I admire that that you have the ability to be that carefree, and it's kind of almost like because my experience was like against all odds. You know, it was a lot of pressure, and I didn't have the same carefree step and pep my step it was oh my god fear of not making it and and, and continuing the poverty so i admire that she's mm-hmm. able to have that level of because she was kind of went into it you know she's not that she was haphazard 
because she worked her butt off, made an amazing brand, but it felt very much like she didn't have the same kind of stress on her, which I really admire. But I admire her brand, too, and that innovative it was out the gate. It's been a while. And she's also been 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep, you're right. Yep. yep. And I admire. Wow. I, I, I mean, I'm a customer for a while. I've been at worst things all the time. So I admire her. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. And what's your definition of beauty? Ah, wow. I, I didn't expect you floored. <laughs> I, uh, I know that one is. Uh, my definition of beauty. Uh, beauty is always in the eye of the beholder, right? So I don't know if I have. Um, mm-hmm. For me, for me, Mahisha, it's feeling good in my beautiful when I feel mm-hmm. So whatever that looks like, and every day that can change because I don't, I don't, I don't have the same style from day to day. Like I, I very much dress to my mood for the day and whatever makes me feel good makes make, makes me feel good in that day makes me feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's ever-changing. It's not static. Nice. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on tonight and sharing with us. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you have any other questions, do let me know. Oh, for sure. We will. We will. We will. Thank you, thank you. And you guys have a rest, good rest of your evening. You, you as well. well. Have a good week. Show. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We were speaking with um, the Curls CEO, Maisha Dellinger. Um, great to have her on with us tonight. She has some great advice for um, female entrepreneurs. Um, She has the Black Women Making Millions Academy, which is a free program. Um, But just like she said, follow that Instagram page to find out when the next program will start. Um, Also, we spoke about score.org, which is a, a site where you can go out and find mentors that you can partner with for the particular industry that you're in. Um, so those are some of the things that we touched on tonight. Um, she has some great information for, or advice rather, for um, female, black female entrepreneurs who are just starting out in business. So a great interview for sure, great information on business and business mindset. And I forget the, I think, um, I forget the name of the book. I think you mentioned it. Do you remember the name of it? Her book. Oh, the name of her book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hold on. And um, she says she's against uh, all odds from the project. Against all odds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's updating that book and adding some new information to it. So look out for that as well um, to be coming out at some time in the near future. So. <clears throat> Great information for um, yeah. And if you all, I think if you all have any, um, if you all have any business questions, please do um, email them to us, beautygirlsmedia uh, at gmail dot com, and we can um, get them over to her. 
Yeah, maybe so we can. Any uh, questions? Yeah, maybe we can have her on. Maybe for like we can get a new segment or something. Or we can even get her on a um, a spaces, a Twitter spaces, mm-hmm. or or a tweet chat mm-hmm. to answer some of those questions. But you know, the thing about her is like when when you mentioned to me about her coming on the show, and you were talking about the curls products my mind went straight to the show that she had on own where she helped small businesses. Mm-hmm. So like she said, the show, you know, has been canceled by own, but you can go out there, believe it's on YouTube and see some of the, the episodes. So I thought they were always, um, the show was always good to watch because like she, like I said, she, um, she was like, she had a tough love approach to helping these women. I know you mm-hmm. saw the episode with the foot nanny, but I remember seeing like yeah, a, you know like another episode or two. But um, it reminds me; she reminds me somewhat of um, who was it, Tabitha. Remember Tabitha would go to yes. the different salons. Yes. The salons. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, except you know, except this is it's more about not you cleaning up your salon and 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 you know changing, you know, how you operate. It was more so like your whatever whatever product or service that you offer basically taking you from A to A through Z um and finding out how you can present yourself better or get distribution or or you know, like she said, meeting them at their need. And so that's the type of show that I like and thought was very necessary. So um, sounds like the Black Women Making Millions Academy um, probably picked up where that left off. Seems seems like to me. So, yeah, great interview, great information. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we're jumping on spaces, I do believe, for a short period of time tonight. So. Um, Denise will post about that in a few minutes. But thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for to those who will listen to the show on the playback. We appreciate that as well. And we'll be back next Sunday night at 9 p.m. So everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night. Good night. <laughs>